Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Stand up for your country. Well, here comes the spin. And for the next um, two and a half months, that's all you're going to get. Because the midterm elections are vital for the United States of America and the left, the Democratic Party, um, they sense they may get hammered uh, in the vote in November. So you're going to hear a bunch of stuff which I'm going to run down in a moment. It's already started. But you should understand that this is just going to be a mass campaign of deception. So for me, in my life, I don't like to be deceived. Uh, and I don't really tolerate it. If somebody deceives me, they better be pretty sorry and explain why they did what they did, or I'm not going to talk to them again. And, you know, my children have been taught deception is one of the worst things you can do. It's different than lying. Deception is basically a pattern, uh, a well-thought-out pattern of misleading someone, exploiting someone. That's what's going to happen. Now, tomorrow we're going to have Newt Gingrich on here. Uh, He had a pretty good idea because he went through this while he was Speaker of the House. So uh, that'll be a good interview. That's tomorrow. Um, But the subject of the Talking Points memo tonight is in the current deceptive atmosphere in which we all live. Now, there are two things that the left has to accomplish. It has to convince most American voters that Joe Biden's on the rebound. He's making a comeback. Yes, it was rough. It wasn't really his fault, though. It was COVID. It was Trump. It was Putin. It was this one, that one. But now Joe has got it together, and he's coming back strong, and he's going to rebuild better, or what, whatever they want to say. That's number one. And you're going to hear it over and over and over again, not by paid political announcements, but on newscasts and networks. You're going to hear that every day. Second one is that polling is going to come out, selective polling, that's going to make Biden and the Democrats look good. You already see it. And, oh, it's tight. The race is tightening up. And, oh, the Democrats uh, have a better chance of winning than they did. And now they're going to win. And you're going to just see that every single day. So Biden good coming back. Polling shows the Democrats on the march. That's what you're going to see. Last night was a good example. It was almost like a kickoff. So there is a, a, a woman named Yamichi Alcindor. You may remember her. She was a White House correspondent. Far, far left woman. Hates Trump. Hates it. And she was working for NPR. Now NBC News has hired her. Still does some work for NPR, but she's an NBC Washington correspondent. It's unbelievable that they would hire a Trump hater. I don't mind her being hired as a commentator, but as a reporter, come on. Um, So uh, the poll this week that we reported on showed 74 percent of the American people feel the country is going in the wrong direction, which it is. There's no doubt it. But here's what Ms. Alcindor said. Go. They're very worried, especially about former President Trump possibly coming back into power or former President Trump or, or another Republican stealing the election in 2022 or 2024 because we've seen so many election deniers be be elected. So a lot of Democrats on the Democratic side, they're very worried about abortion also and abortion rights. And then on the Republican side, I can tell you that I'm also hearing from people that, especially some that are unfortunately believing conspiracy theories and lies about the election of 2020, they're worried that the country is going in the wrong direction because they're seeing too many people um, say that the election was free and fair, which, of course, it was. 
so no uh, economy, no inflation, no open border, no rising violent crime. No, none of that. None of that factors into Americans feeling their country's going in the wrong direction. No. All about Trump and the election deniers. It's so absurd. It's so foolish that if I were teaching a class in political science, Miss Alcindor would get an F because she's either not intellectually capable of taking the class or she's a liar. I mean, way down the list is politics and people feeling the country's going in the wrong directions. It's all about their personal situation and what they see happening before their very eyes. Oh, anyway, keep it here uh, on BillOReilly.com on the first on our uh, 300 radio stations, and we will tell you the truth about the upcoming election. All right, even if I don't like it, I'm going to tell you the truth. And that is the talking points memo for this evening. George Soros, this guy is just the energizer bunny, okay? So he's worth $8.6 billion, and he gives away hundreds of millions of dollars to promote left-wing causes. Here is the latest, according to Federal Election Commission filings. Soros, in July, all right, a few days ago, uh, steered $2.5 million into Senator Schumer's Political Action Committee so that the Senate would stay Democrat in November. A guy named uh, James Simons, a billionaire, he added to that amount, so that's $5 million went into Schumer's control just in July, okay? Overall, this year, Schumer has $73 million to spend helping Democratic senatorial candidates, far more than any Republican PAC has. So you can see the money imbalance. And the money comes from Soros and his hedge fund people and Hollywood. Massive amounts of money coming out of Hollywood to fund the Democrats. So, so far, uh, Soros is up to $10 million of his own money, charitable money, because um, he can write all this off, to influence the 2022 elections. And I'd say there's going to be triple that before November rolls around. Now, a lot of people are outraged. How can he do this? How come it's not uh, illegal? Well, uh, in 2010, January, Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission was decided by the Supreme Court 5-4 that the free speech clause of the First Amendment prohibits government from restricting independent donations to political campaigns. Now, there are rules. You can't give the money directly to the people, but you give it to their political action committee. Trump does this, too. Trump's raised a lot of money uh, in this uh, and there are no restrictions, none. But you should know uh, the money behind the scenes is heavy, heavy Soros money. This guy's done so much damage to this country, I can't even tell you. Uh, where's Joe? Where's Joe Biden? Where, where is he? <laughs> this is great. 13 days, banished. Now, you remember when Obama went on vacation in Martha's Vineyard, Trump... Uh, down in Florida, wherever Trump was, in New Jersey, playing golf. Pictures. Pictures of them golfing, Obama running around the bookstores, getting an ice cream cone, whatever, right? Pictures of presidents on vacation. Not Joe. 
Joe's gone. Um, so we haven't heard from Joe in 13 days, and we don't know when we're going to hear from him again because the uh, No Spin News staff checks in every day with the White House, what's the schedule, and the White House doesn't know. However, the Washington Post is reporting that on Thursday, Joe's going to show up in Rockville, Maryland for a rally. Okay, but then he's going to disappear again because he's got nothing on his schedule for next week and nothing before Labor Day. But after Labor Day, on September 15th, the president will hold a United We Stand Summit at the White House. Okay, so the United We Stand Summit is in response to a number of hate-fueled attacks during the Biden administration. The event will include a bipartisan group of federal, state, and local officials, civil rights groups, business leaders, and are going to go, we have to stand together. On what? Open border? Forget it. 10% inflation? No. Thousands of uh, minorities being murdered in the streets of our largest cities? No, I'm not standing together. Airline industry falling apart? No. Yesterday, JetBlue, 50% of all their flights were late. Delayed. 50. JetBlue. Okay, so this is just propaganda. But the important question is, why is Joe Biden being kept hidden? Number one, the Trump raid. Okay, Trump raid. um, That uh, wasn't good for Biden. I'll tell you why in a moment. Number two, the more they hide him, the better his poll numbers are. The more people see of the president, the lower his numbers get. So he's gone. In addition to that, a new survey out today from Price Waterhouse says that 50% of all U.S. firms are anticipating layoffs or hiring freeze. Wow. All right. Uh, It is pretty shocking. We're talking about Ford, HBO, Spotify, Walmart, Best Buy, they're all going to lay off people. Now, what does that do? That goes right into a recession. High inflation, fewer jobs, that's recession. So that's coming. And I guess we're going to stand together on that on September 15th. I, I don't know what we're going to stand together on. We're going to be laying off hundreds of thousands of workers. That's not the not good. All right, Donald Trump. So he files a lawsuit yesterday, 27-page lawsuit. And he uh, asks uh, the U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon to stop the Department of Justice from going through the materials seized at Mar-a-Lago. Okay? Trump was a quote-unquote special master appointed to protect his constitutional rights and go through the stuff. Now, in response to our reporting, and this is absolutely true last week with Brett Tallman, when Tallman said, hey, um, the FBI didn't put a taint team in before the raid, a taint team being agents going in to see if there's any confidential documents from attorney-client or from executive privilege, the FBI is not entitled to see. That's a taint team. Well, the FBI didn't do that, which taints the whole Raid. Well, now the FBI announces today, well, we have a taint team now looking at it. Well, no, no. You should never have taken those documents out of Trump's home if there was attorney client privilege in them. 
No, you don't do it after the fact, but because we reported this and it got out everywhere. Now the FBI goes, oh, we got the team now going over it. And Trump says, this is all BS, files a lawsuit, wants a special master. Okay. John Solomon does some excellent reporting today. He is at justthenews.com. You should go there. So somebody leaked confidential White House memos to Solomon. Memos? Memos to Solomon. Okay? In those memos, it shows White House counsel to Biden saying to the Justice Department, Merrick Garland, Attorney General, it's okay for you to go and raid Trump because Biden's going to revoke his executive privilege. That's pretty stunning. It's in writing. So Biden and his counsel are telling Garland to raid Trump's house. I told you at the beginning this was going to be a Biden-Trump thing. Because there's no way Merrick Garland, who is, comes off as a weasel, is going to do anything without Biden knowing about it. But now we have it in writing, thanks to John Solomon. And those memos are pretty shocking. So justthenews.com. All right, the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, asked the uh, Pentagon for National Guard to help with the 7,000 migrants bus to D.C. from Texas. Second time, Pentagon says, no, not going to send troops in to help you. Okay. So Bowser doesn't know what to do. D.C. much smaller than New York. And New York's got about 1,000. D.C.'s got 7,000. Uh, New York's having trouble. And it's five times the size of Washington. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home. And they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. So this migrant thing is off the charts. And um, there is a group called the Center for Immigration Studies that knows more about it than any other group in the country. And we're pleased to have its executive director, Mark Corcorian, joining us from Washington this evening. So I understand there is a new policy from the Biden administration about how federal agents and agencies should deal with foreign nationals who cross our border illegally. Can you explain that to us? What it amounts to is that this administration is trying to turn the federal government into an illegal alien sanctuary, just like California and New York and what have you. So the issue here is that ICE, uh, the immigration agency, 
will send what's called a detainer to another law enforcement agency that has in its custody an, a, a deportable alien, somebody they arrested for other reasons, drug dealing, um, you know, drunk driving, whatever. And what that order that's called a detainer is the shorthand name, and it's based on a law Congress has passed that says, please hold on to this person for up to 48 hours after you're done with him so that we can come and pick him up. Because a law enforcement agency can't hold people after you know they've finished with them, they have to let them go. Congress has said, with this exception, they can hold on to them until ICE comes and gets them up to two days. What this new policy is, is one federal agency, the Marshal Service, part of the Justice Department, is now not gonna honor, not gonna pay attention to these orders from ICE and just let illegal aliens go even though they're deportable, but once the marshal service is done with them, they said they're not holding on to them for ICE to come and pick them up. This is unprecedented, where one federal agency is refusing to cooperate with another sister federal agency. And it's a logical development from this administration's opposition to the very idea of enforcing immigration laws. Okay, so both ICE and the Marshal Service are under Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, the Department of Justice. No, so Garland, ICE, is in, ICE is in DHS. It used to right, be part Homeland of Security. Justice. Homeland right, Security. Right. Okay. Um, so Garland would have to sign off on this. Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, would have to sign off on it. And, of course, President Biden would have to sign off on it. All three of those men would have to say, yeah, yeah this is what they, we want. Go ahead. Absolutely, they have to. This is not some accidental thing that some bureaucrat happens to have done and that nobody you know, higher up knows about. This is part of the Biden administration perspective that immigration law itself, the idea of immigration laws are illegitimate and they refuse to enforce them. They consider them wrong. Congress passed them. They think they should not exist. And so they're simply not enforcing them. Okay. So this is an ideological belief that overrides the uh, constitutional imperative that President Biden uphold the laws of the United States. I think Biden may be well impeached on this if uh, Republicans take the House in November. But let's put that aside for the moment. The message that every federal agent is getting is that the, their bosses, their superiors, they really don't want them to... Uh, and, bother the illegal aliens. Once they get here, they should be able to do what they want to do, correct? Absolutely, that's what it amounts to. This, I mean, the president, when he was running for office, he said he doesn't think anybody should be deported who's an illegal alien, even if they have committed crimes like drunk driving. Basically, they say only illegal immigrants who have you know, drawn blood, who have killed or Felony, raped someone. Violent, violent crimes. Right. Okay, so uh, this story about the U.S. Marshals not uh, honoring requests from Homeland Security has gotten almost zero publicity. Would that be accurate? Yeah, very little. There was a story in the Washington Times. We wrote about it in the New York Post. But beyond that, it doesn't seem to have gotten a lot of traction. And this is the kind of thing... Republicans in Congress should be, you know, raising a ruckus about to sort of well, cut it off at the pass. 
The Republican Party is let's maybe they'll mobilize after Labor Day, but right now there like that. But the greater point is that the American press doesn't want to report things like this. Any negativity on the border, they're going to ignore because it makes the Biden administration look bad in the eyes of independent voters. That's what it's all about, is it not? I mean, it's a it's a combination. I think it's both that the regular media, the legacy media is protective of the administration. They're covering for them. But the other thing is that they consider illegal immigrants a kind of protected class that, um, you know, are sort of a victim class and have to be protected. And that that supporting enforcement of immigration laws, they consider as somehow like punching down or something, whatever the term is. The term is repressive. Right, exactly. um, and, and that's what they do. Final question. From your data and your experience in this area, do you feel most Americans want an open border? No, certainly not. When you ask them, there's no question they don't want an open border. Uh, and yet, you know, I don't know why this hasn't resonated more. I mean, it does resonate a lot. But I think when you add it on top of gas prices and eggs cost twice as much and all the rest of it, it adds to it, but it almost gets crowded out because there's so much other terrible news caused by this administration that it maybe doesn't get the attention that it really needs. But if the Biden administration understands that the open border is not a popular issue, why would they keep pushing it? What, what's in it for them politically to keep pushing? This may well sink Joe Biden. It might, yeah. uh, if it ever see, gets traction. Yeah, I think some people who imagine that this is a kind of part of a plan to import Democratic voters, maybe, but I don't think that's what's at the core of this. I think this is an ideological belief that borders are morally wrong and that the American people, even if they vote for it, have no right to keep anybody out. That's the basic worldview of the people who run immigration in this administration. Nobody agrees with that except a handful of people like them, but they're the ones in charge. They're the ones setting policy. All right, Mr. Kogorian, thank you very much for helping us out. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Now, there is a moral issue attached to poor people coming across the border. Uh, even though they are violating our laws, they're still human beings and uh, they need help. So the big organization that is helping them, aside from the federal government, is Catholic Charities. And uh, the Catholic Charity Organization has been under some pressure because people are going, well, you're, you're enabling this, you're helping, you're encouraging people across the border. Here's how Cardinal Dolan of New York City put it, go. Well, we don't have a choice because we have a sacred responsibility to do it. Lord knows we didn't ask for it. And Lord knows we might be saying, hey, I wish this were a different way. But here's the uh, here's the difficulty we have. And we want to rise to the occasion. So that's correct. And then Pope Francis, that's his Dolan and Pope Francis are like this. And that's Pope Francis's view as well. Look, we can't take politics into account when you got human beings suffering who need shelter and food and and they need help. So Jesus compels us to help those who can't help themselves. That's true. If you're a Christian, um, there's no doubt about it. But here is the mistake that uh, his eminence 
and his holiness, eminence, a cardinal, holiness, a pope, here is the mistake they are making. They are not rendering to Caesar that which is Caesar's. Okay, that's a, one of the most famous sayings of Jesus when the Pharisees tried to trap him. They aren't saying, well, as Catholics, we support upholding the law. They don't say that. They never say it. What they say is, well, let's change the law. Or we, we wish the law were different. But they never say, ever, from the Vatican or from St. Patrick's Cathedral, look, that's the law and good Catholics, Christians, should be upholding it. That's my beef. New York City uh, says it might spend $300 million annually to house migrants in hotels. Um, possible? <laughs> you know, this is analysis by the New York Post. I don't know. I just know that every move a migrant makes once the migrant gets into this country is paid for by us. Right here. New York City crime. Crazy. Crazy. So the actor Rick Moranis walking down the street on the west side of Manhattan on uh, 2020, uh, August 10th, uh, two years ago. And a guy walked up to Moranis and smashed him right in the face. Uh, the actor, who is a really good guy, uh, had to go to the hospital. Uh, his life was thrown into chaos. That man was sentenced today. His name is Marquis Ventura. He had been arrested 13 times prior to the assault on Rick Moranis. He got two years in a state prison. That's about, if he behaves himself, 15 months, maybe less. And then three years supervised probation, which is a joke. There is no supervised probation in New York City. There are too many criminals. There's not enough probation people, and they don't supervise anyway. Anyway, I'm glad this guy's going to jail. Is Ventura is a danger. But it's two years. Would I have given him more? Yeah, I would have given him five. Because he's a repeat offender. He just beats people up on the street for no reason. I would have given him five. White people are banned. Some, some parts of UC Berkeley. You know, I was out there in May. If I had known this, I would have gone. And believe me, I would have done it to Berkeley, to uh, University of California, and gone right where they say that white people can't go. That's what I would have done. So College Fix is reporting that guests are banned from common spaces at the person of color theme house on the UC campus. OK, um, I guess it's off campus, so off campus co-op person of color housing. Quote, guests are allowed in common spaces, but please be mindful if there are house members in the room beforehand. White guests are not allowed in common spaces. Why? Because many members of the Person of Color theme house are, quote, there to avoid white violence and presence, unquote. So here we have a public university, University of California, saying to students and visitors, if you're white, you can't go into a portion of student housing. That's off the chart unconstitutional and in violation of every other American tenant. There you go, California. Smart life segment. You know, these are really catching on. 
Every day we have smart life tips for you on BillOReilly.com. Please go and look. They will save you tons of money. This one isn't a money thing. This one is random acts of kindness. So there is a study from the University of Texas, Macomb School of Business, okay? And it says that if you perform acts of kindness randomly, not just to your family and friends, your happiness will increase, okay? And your whole life will get better. Smart life, better life, be kind. I like this. I like this. So, you know, I'm distracted. I got so much stuff to do and places to go, people to talk to. I try to be respectful. I do. Um, And kindness, you know, I try to perform those acts. When I see somebody struggling, I try to help them. Um, I don't turn my back. I'm not like the Good Samaritan where the guy's lying in the road and two people just walk by and look at him. I I don't do that. I see somebody lying in the road. I I help him. But random acts of kindness, you got to be aware now. That's a smart life thing component. You got to be aware that this person's suffering, person's having a hard time, whatever it may be. And then you check in or you send flowers or you do something. All right. But it's all about awareness about other people's situations. So in smart life, people, your life will get better if you practice kindness. This day in history, August 23rd, 1931, actress Barbara Eden was born in Tucson, Arizona. Now, why am I focusing in on a sitcom actress in the 1960s? You remember she was a lead in I Dream of Jeannie. 1965, ran five seasons, a big hit. All the baby boomers remember it. Well, the reason I'm doing this is because all of the performers that we grew up with are now in danger of extinction. And, you know, the baby boomers have very vivid memories of television, of music. That's why I wrote Killing the Legends, where you got Elvis, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali. I mean, for boomers, those, those are titans. Um, And so Barbara Eaton was born 91 years ago today. If you don't know her, look at this. further into orbit than I thought. (laughs) Larry Hagman, of course, the actor there. Now, that was very controversial back then because Barbara Eden was in a like a quasi bikini and there was a big controversy about her uh, showing her belly button. So back in 1965, just picture this. This is like a time capsule. It's 2022 now. All right. Showing a belly button. (laughs) <laughs> on television was like, that was huge. There was this huge controversy in Congress saying this, should we did it? So anyway, Barbara Eden, still alive, 91, uh, born this day in history. 
91 years ago. Okay. So we will have a uh, pretty lively mail segment. And then a final thought about a new project that we are doing that I think you will uh, appreciate. Uh, This is not the official announcement. This is the heads up. It is coming announcement. We have an unbelievably busy September. I mean, Legends is coming out the 27th. We've got a new television program, uh, a weekly. We've got uh, the midterms where I'm going to have to keep an eye on all the dishonesty. This is all in September. This is crazy. So spread the word. We'll be back with mail in a moment. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's get to the mail. Mary Jane, concierge member, please check that program out. Uh, Mary Jane has access to me, private access. Now, Mary Jane gives us permission to use this letter publicly, but when you write to me as a concierge member, it is private, and you get directly to me. So Mary Jane says, in my opinion, those who support Biden are in favor of a socialist communist agenda, I'm for the Constitution, anything and everything that has to do with Donald Trump. Nothing dangerous about his agenda. Well, I don't agree with you about socialism and communism. I think there are obvious extremists in the Biden group, no doubt. Um, But I think it's more uh, we don't like Trump Uh, for a lot of his support. We We just don't like Trump. Robert, another concierge member. Come on, Bill. Trump is a large part of the problem with the vitriol. He throws at everyone disagrees with him. He has pretty much destroyed the uh, morality that the public had in uh, the Republican Party. I'll take a Liz Cheney any day over Trump or Biden. Ooh. <laughs> now, not Trump. So Liz Cheney versus Donald Trump, president of the United States. I vote for Trump all day long. Uh, not Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, Biden. I vote for Liz Cheney over Biden because Biden's so incompetent. 
Uh, Paul Butko, Sarasota, Florida. Bill, you said unless changes are brought against charges are brought against Trump, he will not know his accuser. The FBI can then raid anyone's property with a search warrant obtained under false pretenses via grand jury. Look, affidavits are sworn. If you say something in affidavit, it's not true. It's a felony. Felony. So, you know, that's the constraint. Joe, message board. Bill, let me get this straight. Dr. Oz is a weak candidate. Herschel Walker is a weak candidate, but their Democratic opponents are pillars of statesmanship. No, that's not what anybody's saying. So the Democrats running against Oz and Walker are both flawed. I wouldn't vote for them. But Walker and Oz are not taking advantage of those flaws because they got problems themselves. Margaret Schneck, Cleveland, Tennessee. Bill, thank you for the Smart Life segments. Helpful. I understand, agree with your stand against sugar. However, I've never heard you address your exercise routine. It's all about the terror dog for me. I got the terror dog out four times a day. Uh, I got her on the beach. Uh, I got her all over the place. I, um, I don't go to the gym because I don't have time to go to the gym, but I'm moving all the time. And that's the key to working out. Move, move, move. Okay? I was in a pool right before I came in for taping here. I was doing my laps and, and all of that. But it's, it's, my, it's my program. It's not an other program. Uh, Heidi Hines, Mesquite, Nevada. Bill, I'm disabled, legally blind, but it doesn't stop me from watching your podcast and enjoying your website. I've read all of your killing books on my Kindle. My point is that I'm glad I have access to you as you have helped me in my life. Well, Heidi, look, you are um, a strong person. That's what it takes to get through a disability. And if we can help you in any way, Heidi, you let us know. Zach Russell, Oxford, Mississippi, loved the Killing series. My American history teachers were no match for what I learned in Killing Lincoln and Killing England. Plan on getting my old man Killing the Legends for Christmas because he loves Elvis and Ali. Your old man? Is that your father? If my urchins refer to me as an old man, there might be a discussion there. Okay. Shane, concierge member. Thank you, Shane. Thanks for the killing books. I've read all of them. I was talking to a friend. He said he didn't know what to read for the rest of the year. I bought him all of the killing books. Aren't you a generous guy, Shane? And ran him back to kindness to boot. Look, the uh, 12 killing books, 12 will be legends, unmatched if you want entertainment and knowledge. Word of the day, do not be a fop. I love that word because it's easy. I have called people fops. F-O-P. Fop. Don't be one. Right back with the final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here is the final thought of the day. So as you know, an outfit called Vidgo, V-I-G-O, V as in Victor, I-D-G-O, vidco.com slash bill. All right, that is our 
streaming service partner. Tomorrow, we give you the stats about how network and cable programming is falling apart. It's amazing. A huge shift in this country as far as people entertainment because they can't afford $200 in cable bills. I mean, they can't afford it. So anyway, Vidgo gives you, I think it's $59 and $79 packages, and, and you get a lot of great stuff. One of the new things that Vidgo is going to do is hire me to do a weekly program. Now, I'm not going to tell you what it is until after Labor Day. That'll be our big push. But I will tell you, it is based upon Mike Wallace's 1950 show, Night Beat. Mike Wallace, as many of you know, was the guy that I emulated in my career. He was the best interviewer, absorber of information, whatever it may be. He had a show called Nightbeat in the 50s. I am resurrecting that show. It's not going to be called Nightbeat. So I think CBS owns that. But it's going to be very similar to it. That is going to be broadcast on Vidgo exclusively. Okay, so we have signed the deal with them. We will use snippets on BillOReilly.com. All right, you'll see what we're doing, but not the whole show. Now, I'm pretty much finished with taping the first episode of this. <laughs> oh, boy. It is something that you have never seen. Uh, and, and we're going to try to do that. We're going to try to give you a unique, just like I did with the O'Reilly Factor, when I roared on the scene in 1996, and I did something nobody had ever done in television news, we're doing the same thing with Vidgo in a, in a different format. And I think the once a week program, I'm not going to tell you what it's called, but the name is pretty inflammatory. Um, you're going to be very happy. So if you want to get ahead of the crew, uh, put up the Vidgo logo there. We'll read it for the old radio listeners across the country. It's Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O dot com slash Bill. And they will show you and tell you what they have. And uh, we will begin this uh, weekly program in mid-September. Boy, September is going to be a bear. It really is. Anyway, uh, the reason we're doing all these projects is because as the media gets worse, and boy, it is, I feel a responsibility um, to at least give you an alternative, you know, and I hope the you will spread the word, very important, that you tell your family and friends about our operation here and all the things that we are doing. Honest reporting, smart life. Now we're going to have a weekly program in addition to the daily program. On the radio, we're going great guns with our uh, radio affiliate WABC in New York City. Very powerful presence at nine in the evening there. Everything is working. But I decided, I said, look, rather than cut back my workload, because the country's in such bad shape, and it is in bad shape, I'm going to give it one more push to try to get us back on track here, because we are going in the wrong direction. The United States of America is not prospering now, and I'm one of the voices that I think can turn it around at least somewhat. But it all depends on you getting the word out 
to others. And it, it, I can't tell you how important that is. And we, we have the product to back it up. And it's reasonably priced. Vidgo will save you money. BillOReilly.com. It's, it's a pittance because you get free books when you sign up or re-up. I mean, it's like nothing. So anyway, there's my pitch. Thank you for listening to it. We'll see you again tomorrow.